it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 127. This week, I am joined by music studio owner and drummer, Danny Thompson. Danny owns two studios in Southern California, and he will talk about those a little bit in this episode. And we're talking a lot about how he was able to pivot the instruction from those music studios into the online space. I think you are really going to get a lot out of this conversation because you're going to see how Danny acted nimbly to correct course and to create change course and to try something new and find something that works for himself, his staff and his students. So before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that all the conversations take place on Facebook in the Expand Online Community. Just go to expandonlinecommunity.com to gain access to our Facebook group. And with that, let's get into this interview with Danny. Danny, welcome to the Expand Online podcast. I think that where you come from in the music world is really going to be a fun conversation for the listeners to have. And I think that there is a lot of opportunity that you and I have both kind of figured out along our journeys of this online space and this podcast space that I think is going to be really insightful uh, for the listeners and this, you know, for this conversation to kind of unfold for them. So welcome to the podcast. And if you could take a couple of moments and share who you are and what you do. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, I love to do uh, I love to do this part of the online world, mm-hmm. the podcast portion. Um, so, yeah, I do a bunch of things, which I think is becoming more and more common. And I, I think if if people listening don't do lots of different things, you know, like Gary Vee kind of mm-hmm. calls the hustle, right? Uh, you know, maybe that would be something to think about, especially with all the uncertainty and things like that that we're dealing with. But uh, so, I mean, I am a professional drummer. I play drums for a band called Face to Face, which is kind of like a 90s pop punk band. It's been around for, oh, I guess, 27 years. We, uh, we were actually in the recording studio. I was recording drum tracks for what is going to be my last record for this band, we've kind of mm-hmm. decided this would be it, you know, and we'll tour for a few more years. You know, we're all kind of in our fifties and <laughs> stuff like that. Right as this whole pandemic thing just blew up in California and I was watching, you know, my music school students just dropping left and right while I was trying to record the last drum tracks I would ever record for the band. But um, I've been really lucky in that sense that it has allowed me to Mm -hmm. travel all over the world playing music. And I I do always like to mention to people from a, from a a business standpoint, I, I worked, you know, I worked for guitar center. I was a district vice president for guitar center for 18 years. So I was 40 years old when I quit the corporate world and and decided that I wanted to play music Mm -hmm. a little more, you know, seriously. And 
10 years later, I'd made, you know, four or five records with this band, played all over the world, you know, just finally had that experience. And it took me till 40 years old before <laughs> I really ever you know, made that happen. So, but, uh, you know, so that's one part of my life is, you know, uh, touring in the band and recording. And then I own uh, a music school. We have two locations uh, out here in Costa Mesa, California. And then we mm -hmm. have another one in South Orange County. So we teach guitar and drums and piano and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, again, going into March 15th, um, we were sitting at our highest mm -hmm. student count ever, you know, in the history of the business with everything looking pretty solid and good plans for, you know, where we were going to go. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, I, I've always loved podcasting. And, I, you know, over the years in the past, I dabbled, you know, and never tried different podcast formats and just never stuck to anything. And about two years ago, I started a podcast called Music Lesson Business Academy, which is, you know, business and marketing for mm -hmm. other music school owners. And, uh, you know, so I'm, uh, you know, I guess getting close to two years in on that podcast. And that kind of sparked a whole nother, you know, business structure, which was, you know, some coaching and then uh, eventually a membership website that's related to that uh, that business as well. So those are kind of the main. Oh, yeah, you just keep a little bit busy, huh? <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's so interesting to me how the in-person music studios are going to come out the other side of this pandemic. Like it, it, that is something that I am like extremely yeah. fascinated by, but I also know all of the opportunities that there are in the online space to ebb and flow and to mm -hmm. teach differently. And you can't, you can't replicate yeah. the studio, the in-studio, in-person, the, uh, that a hundred percent, but has that some, been something that you have done as taken a lot of your, your students and figured out how to teach them online? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things that, you know, there's always been some music teachers and even a handful of schools worldwide that only mm -hmm. did online education for at right. least, you know, the last five years or so. So I always, you know, it was one of those things that was always in the back of my mind of like, you know, someday it's probably going to go more in this direction, but there just really wasn't anything, you know, pushing me to do it. I always thought, you know, we should have a, you know, like a, a website for the students that mm -hmm. houses video lessons and has other content. So when they're not at the school with their teacher, mm -hmm. they could go home and watch other things. And that was always on my list, but it was always really low on the list of things. So when the pandemic hit, you know, we just, nobody had any other choice. And I think music schools are lucky compared to a lot of other businesses that we were able to, in the course of, you know, one or two days, pivot every student mm -hmm. we had to an online lesson. Now, not every student was okay with that. You know, I think like so many other businesses that may, were able to make a pivot, like a yoga studio, you know, or something like that, that was also able to pivot uh, even some of the gyms and personal trainers. Um, you know, I think we probably all experienced a good 25, 30, 35% mm -hmm. drop off in students. So it was certainly tough, but going through that, it forced us to go, okay, you know, we have a couple choices. One would be 
we could just decide that this is what we're going to do now and not even worry about it. Close the building, get rid of all the overhead and just move forward. Or we can wait it out and see what happens. And, you know, we kind of ended up doing a little hybrid of that, but it, you know, we really dug in to, okay, how do we make an online music lesson? Not the same, like you yeah. said, it's not going to be the same. How do we make it different in a way that people yes. like it better yes. than being there in person in a, some kind of different way? So that's what we've been working on. And we, we spent a bunch of money on uh, tech and equipment so that, you know, all of our teachers, the audio is excellent. It's all going into a mixer mm -hmm. before it goes into Zoom, um, multiple cameras, you know. Like you see, I have some overlays happening on my screen right now. That's, you know, we do all kinds of lower thirds and all these things to make it mm -hmm. a different kind of an experience. And for me personally, you know, <clears throat> when something like a tragedy like this hits, you know, I, and I'm sure every, you know, I'm not alone, you know, it's a constant oh, totally. emotional roller coaster of days where you feel motivated, like, okay, we're going to make this work and we'll get through this. And maybe we'll come up with some new ideas that are going to be really fun. And then that same day, an hour later, you might just be like, oh, what, what am I wasting? This is, it's over. You know, what am I, what am I doing? Wasting my time on this. And it's just a constant change like that. But for me, emotionally, the way that I dealt with that is to look at this and go, okay, how do we come out of this on the other side and maybe have our business be better in some way? Like, what have we wanted to change that we never changed? And so I, for me, the focus was let's moving forward, even if we reopen the school, which we're a little bit open at the school, we, July 6th, we go back for uh, in-person lessons, but so far, maybe 50% of the customers have said they want to do that. Um, online lessons moving forward is going to mm -hmm. be a continual part of our business. So now I have students that live in Canada or mm -hmm. the other part of the side of the country right. where I could never do that before. So it's exciting to explore like a new opportunity, a new model for the business that I personally think is where it's going to be mm -hmm. down the road anyway. So I feel like we should just, we should maybe decide to get ahead of that versus, you know, Hoping, hoping that nothing changes because everything always changes. <laughs> everything always changes. You know, the, they say the only thing that's constant is change. <laughs> right. and, right. and what I love so much about the online space is what you were talking about is that you are not constrained to your geography. You do, are not constrained to a physical location. You can say, I want to be the best person who teaches this tiny part of your business. And you only have to teach that one thing that you love more than anything else. And you can find a platform online. You can find people who want that, that type of thing in the online space. Whereas in person, it is sometimes a lot more difficult because yeah. of geography and sure. demographics and and reality i mean we're all busy and someone is much more likely to come to a specialist online than a generalist and right. people are much more likely to go to a generalist that can offer a buffet of options in the in the real in person space because they can move through those different offerings at that point 
Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's a really, really good point that if you follow that philosophy, you know, and I love kind of that Seth Godin philosophy of, you know, it's not for everybody. You just got to find the people who it's for, totally. you know, and his, his wife runs the vegan kosher free bakery. And he's like, that's definitely not for everybody, <laughs> but it really only needs to be for this many people. And right. the online world makes it so much easier for you, you know, just from a pure numbers standpoint, when I look at what we do, which is, you know, having two physical spaces that we have to pay, you know, rent on and all the other associated expenses that go along with having a building. And I start just you know, purely looking at it from a financial standpoint and going, okay, we get rid of those buildings. I can have X number less students. Mm-hmm. I could even offer it at a better rate and still make more profit, you know? Right. And, and, that, and, and then how hard would it be to add 200 students when the entire English speaking world is a potential customer for me? I, I gotta be able to, no matter what the competition is or how hard it is, there's got to be a couple hundred more people that would love to do guitar lessons online with us. Right. So it's exciting in that, in that respect. And, um, you know, when you, when you mentioned the, the, the change thing, I, I had a guest on my podcast recently on music lesson business Academy, who is launching kind of like the zoom of music lessons. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, online conference format, but it's built for music lessons. It's got all kind of special features. Yes. And, and, and we were kind of talking about how, you know, most of the music teachers out there are, or music schools are all basically just kind of, you know, moaning about wanting to get back into the school. I hate doing Zoom and I'm sick of Zoom. And some mm-hmm. of my, a lot of my students are burned out on Zoom classes and they're doing so much with Zoom, blah, 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 blah. They just want to go back to the w- way it was. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I completely sympathize with it. And we have customers that quit my school and said, as soon as you're back in person, we'll, we'll call you. You know, right. let, us, let us know. We'll quit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I went through this in the music retail industry. When I worked for Guitar Center, you know, box, big box retail was everywhere, right? Right. So I left there in 2008, you know, so the mid early 2000s when, uh, you know, e-commerce was starting to become a thing, a bigger Mm -hmm. thing, you know, people said the same thing. They said, nobody's going to spend $2,000 on a guitar and buy it online when they can't come in and play with it and touch it. Well, now that's how everybody does it most of the time and Uh if 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 at some point i would have said oh by the way you're gonna order a new car on your phone which will be (laughs) delivered to your house and you'll get to do your financing and you've never driven this car before it would sound outrageous but those are just how things work now yeah so to me to think that the music lesson world isn't going to take at least certain elements of this online thing and maybe you combine them or you know you might always have some customers that love to come to the school and, you know, we do bands and things like that. And obviously those kids want to get together with their bandmates and have fun. And mm-hmm. that could always be a part of it. But if you don't look ahead of where these things are changing, I think, you know, the, and the music industry is the perfect example. You know, the, oh, yeah. record, the record industry tried to fight the change that was happening in the world. They tried to punish their customers 
Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And most all those labels, they're all bankrupt, you know. They're all gone. They yeah. are, they're absolutely all gone. I want to go back to what you were saying about the Zoom burnout and um, just kind of highlight that one of the reasons why Zoom is such a great platform for so many mainstream activities is because when they developed this platform, they developed it so that people could see each other and hear each other. Mm-hmm. It is not the best platform for music lessons. It is yeah. not the best platform when audio matters more than video. And I just want to really call that out that there are, I, I've, as, as I've been doing more and more conversations and things like that, I've found several platforms that are designed for auditory over the internet versus Mm -hmm. video over the internet. And I really just wanted to call out that if you are burned out by Zoom and you don't want to teach Zoom lessons, that doesn't mean that you can't still teach in the online space. It's just a matter of finding a tool that gives you the features that you're looking for. So yeah, I wanted to call that out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, there's lots of different formats out there. And, And again, you know, there, there are some technological roadblocks right now, mm-hmm. which is even with the best systems out there, um, you know, you can't really play together. You can't right. play music together online. You can. There's a couple. There is some software you can use, but it's very complicated and very high tech. You know, right. you're never going to get a seven-year-old on their end. You know, they're never, you're never going to get their parents to get that working properly for them, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, even though, well. The seven-year-old is probably better at getting the software working than the parents anyway, <laughs> which is, you know, that's a whole nother yeah. thing with this. But, um, but very soon, you know, like everybody thinks about, well, how it is right now. And yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. I can't do the music lesson, even with the best platforms out there. You know, I've dug into all of them. Yeah, I can't do certain parts of it the same way that I would do a lesson together today right but next by next year that's probably going to be different 5g is going to be the thing that makes the latency disappear right and now you and i can sing together and there's no you know you wouldn't no want delay. me to sing but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> but no i it, it's absolutely true and some of the things that we can do nowadays with this online space is like you were saying multiple cameras and mm-hmm. doing things like that like one of the things that i've done many times is i will um, on a Zoom call, I will have my uh, my my phone as my second camera, sure. so that I can like if I was doing you know wanting someone to see the keyboard on you know on a piano or they yep. want you wanted them to see how you put your fingers on the guitar and things like that, you can set your camera from your phone up to look to play to looking at the instrument and you can use your computer camera to mm-hmm. be looking at your face and you know and there are a lot of ways that we can hack this together right now sure that may become standard practice down the road right well you know march 15th when we had <laughs> were forced to do this yes you know, it was like, okay, teachers go home. Most of them had a laptop or they used their iPads that we had provided for them at the school and they just started teaching. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't a very good experience. You know, they were just using the computer audio, um, one camera, maybe on a laptop from 2014, you know. So if you look at it now, two months later, you know, again, 
you know, from an audio standpoint, we're running all their teachers, they're running their guitar, their keyboard, their vocal mic, everything into a mixer. It's mm -hmm. mixed all the audio, secondary music, backing tracks, everything into a mixer, then into Zoom. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're listening to a record. It's a, you know, there's a, the, you can do it. You just got to take the time to learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, we sent them all you know, cameras once we could, you know, that was a challenge because everyone was sold out of webcams. But <laughs> so now, you know, all my teachers are, you know, they've got multiple 1080 cameras, good audio. There are software programs we're using. Um, we use a, a program called Cordy, which allows, basically kind of creates a keyboard on the screen. So when they play notes on the piano, those notes are highlighted in blue on the screen. Mm-hmm. The new program that my friend's coming out with, Rock Out Loud, uh, it's called rockoutloud.live, um, has chord diagrams, all these things that are actually things that are better than if you were sitting next to that kid doing a guitar lesson. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's so close to, it just needs that final push to all of a mm -hmm. sudden, you know, all of a sudden people are gonna go, God, I, I kind of think I'd rather stay at home and do this lesson in right. my home, you know, especially adults or teens who can sit in their bedroom where they're normally gaming, you know, where they might have a great setup, good uh -huh. audio, you know, be able to, you know, good audio, good video on a big TV or something and go, I'd rather just do this. And then I don't have to drive 30 minutes. And mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of elements to it that I think a year to two years from now, it's going to be a much bigger deal. I, I, I don't think that, it doesn't mean that in-person types of businesses are going to go away. Right. You know, I'm going to want to go to the cool coffee shop. I, you know, there's certain retailers that, you know, like REI is a store that I like to go into. I love mm -hmm. to go into a good bike shop. You know, there's right. always going to be those things. And there's going to be certain types of gyms or yoga studios or music schools that part of that experience is, is being there and people right. love it. Yes, but yes. But if those businesses ignore the online world, eventually they're going to get caught out. Yeah. And you know what I, I, I love so much, and this is something that I have uh, realized, is that the lessons, the learning, the opportunity to get better in a one-on-one -on -one or a group setting from home is something that you can translate into real in-person opportunities. So, you know, you have your guitar lesson at home, but you have, you know, band practice together. You know, right. you, you learn the sure. chords, you learn the process at home in the best quality environment with the teacher that you may not have been able to have a lesson with in person, right. but you still play that instrument. You still get out and do those things that you used to do everything in the studio there may just be it's just done differently right. you do your jam sessions together you mm -hmm. do your band practice together you do your rehearsals in a different way but your learning opportunity that's where we can really use the online space to elevate to get people better faster get people you know like you were saying earlier you were talking about having videos that people could watch between sessions when it was completely in studio now someone can watch the same lesson three four five times and get it instead right. of coming in three four five times and taking up a month of practice and lessons 
and, and not getting as far. So you can actually accelerate your learning by being online as well. Yeah, I, I absolutely. And, and like we said, it's only going to get more advanced and more sophisticated in the tools and, you know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 it's just easy for me. I, I feel like it's pretty easy to see that future. The, you know, what we used to do is, you know, you, you, you had a bit, you, you did a physical space for your business, when, mm-hmm. no matter what it was. And then you used, you know, the online world from a marketing standpoint to drive people to your physical right. space. So now maybe we don't have a physical space or, or you do have a physical space, but you're marketing people, driving them to uh, an interaction that starts off online, mm-hmm. but then ultimately ends up, you, you're, now you could be using an online experience like you and I are doing right now to mm-hmm. drive a meetup of in-person things. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just a different way of thinking about it. It's not saying that there's never going to be interaction and you're never going to meet people in person or any of those things. Uh, um, I have a friend who is an online drum instructor. He's, Mm -hmm. he basically just blew up the entire, you know, like online music learning world. And he started it 10 years ago, started off as an in-person drum instructor up in Mm -hmm. Fresno, teaching a million hours a week. He had like 80 students himself, which is a huge, (laughs) that's crazy. (laughs) So he was successful. He was making great money, but he was just, you know, working a ton of hours and he started making YouTube videos, you know, and he started getting traction on YouTube and he just, Mm -hmm. he did it and he did it and he did it. And one day he said, all right, on such and such date, I'm going to start making videos for sale for 99 cents, download a video for 99 cents, download it. Download a video for $1.99. First day he launched it, 8,000 downloads. Nice, nice day. (laughs) (laughs) So that turned into, I'm selling the physical building that I taught drums in to someone else. He went Mm -hmm. 100% online. He's been on the cover of Modern Drummer Magazine as drummer of the year. Okay. He's an educator. He's never played in a big band. He's never made records like you know that anyone would ever know and he is as famous as drummers that are in big bands purely from being an online instructor he you know again though it's interesting how you build this because he turned that into you know it's a membership website you watch videos you watch him give live lessons Mm -hmm. so then once he had that audience turned that into okay now you can come to my facility for a camp Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but but by the way, it's ten thousand dollars for the week, right? You know? So and, this and year, he sells he, it out, right? <laughs> oh, it's 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 multiple sessions sold out way in advance all year. So right. now he does he does camps where he's like, okay, we're meeting at this castle in Ireland for a one week drum camp. There's twenty spots available. Go, and it mm-hmm. you know it's huge. I mean, yes. So it, so it's much opportunity. Yeah. So much opportunity, you know, and I think what people should think about is I I, I think every, you know, and it's really natural to feel this way is just, just, you know, people are afraid to put that stuff out there to say, I'm going to sit down in front of a camera and record something and throw it on YouTube because, you know, you're out there. It obviously it's different for me because I I'm used to 
doing that. So for me to go, you know, to say, hey, can you sit down and play drums on TV or online? Yeah, that's what we do all the time. It's not mm -hmm, that big mm -hmm. a deal. For a lot of people, it's a whole different, you know, mindset to think about, I'm going to start a podcast. Nobody's going to want to listen to me talk. I hate the way my voice sounds. Well, <laughs> so, you know, the most famous announcers in the world, we all hate, the, every, they all hate the way their voice sounds. I hate the way I sound when I sing. The singer in my band doesn't like the way he sounds when he first hears himself sing. You have to get used to it. it it's, mm -hmm. Everyone feels that way. You know, now is a great time to explore you know, things that you like or things that you do and figure out, like, is there a, is there a way to do this online? You know, yeah. and I started, you know, what I got into with some of my spare time, cause I'm working at home is I started to really learn about live streaming. Mm -hmm. And in the course of the last two months, I went from how do I do a drum live stream just to my Facebook page and have it look and sound good mm -hmm. to I could do, I could teach people at this point how to do professional live streams, multi-camera, high def, super good audio. Mm -hmm. And I just started doing, you know, tonight at seven o'clock, I'm doing a live stream of drums that I do from my garage, playing uh -huh. some David Bowie songs. Nice. And it's, I mean, it's fun. Now yeah. I haven't, I haven't really monetized that, but there's always a thing in my head of like, how is this going to become another business, you know, right. income stream for me? Right. Yeah. Because you, you start, you experiment, you find what works and you double down on it. And that is, that's kind of the strategy I think is that nobody knows for sure what's going to take off. So you have to right. try and put your heart into it, the whole thing. Don't just try it on a cursory level, try it for real. You know, I mean, right. this is the same thing that you did with your studio. I'm sure we could have a whole other conversation about the people that you work with in your membership site and, you know, the people that you listen to your podcast and how they're trying and doing things. I mean, we're not going to get into that right now because we're, you know, don't want to keep people for three hours, even though I'd <laughs> love to talk to you for three hours. Um, well, thank you. But, too. but, you know, it's one of those things that when we say, okay, to following the way the wind is blowing and say, okay, to, I'm not going to do this at a surface level and expect deep results. We have so much potential for new opportunities for our businesses to grow and to bend in different ways. I mean, it's the same thing with me when I finally realized that my space is working with artists and creatives going from the offline in-person space into the online space, I opened up so many doors. I have had right. the most amazing conversations uh -huh. and I have people saying, Jamie, where have you been all my life? And I'm like, I've been here, I've been here. But until I realized and took and went all in on working with artists, musicians, creatives, people who are using their bodies and their minds and in this space, it wasn't as easy. And so I guess that's really where I want to um, have my final question to you before we wrap mm -hmm. up of sure. how does someone say, okay, I'm ready to go deeper. I'm ready to experiment and not be at that cursory level of dabbling here or there. Um, well, I, I, you know, I think it, it, it is good to experiment a little bit up front to mm -hmm. figure out like, 
you know, for some people, it might be speaking into a microphone that they, they go this, you know, I love listening to podcasts and I've done a little bit of it and that feels really good versus they, maybe they tried to do YouTube or something and they're, they feel really uncomfortable there. Figuring out kind of the format that you think, you know, at least you're starting to lean, lean into mm-hmm. and dabbling with that content to see if there seems to be any level of interest. You know, is it something that people would be interested in? Can you get a little bit of traction? And mm-hmm. I think once you see that it's, it's viable in any way, um, you just have to make a mental commitment. And, and I think it's important to realize that the biggest podcasts out there, so if you want to look at a podcast, you want to look at the biggest YouTube video, you know, channels, mm-hmm. go back and listen to the first podcast that Joe Rogan ever did. Yeah. It sucks. You know, it totally <laughs> sucks. The audio sucks. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's like that for all of those, you know, artists, mm-hmm. you know, look at somebody's YouTube channel now and what the quality of the video is versus the first one they did. Everybody who does these things struggles with that imposter syndrome of, you know, and I feel that way. So I, you know, as a professional drummer, right, I've made a bunch of records. I've played all over the world. You know, that's a very small segment of people that ever do that. Mm -hmm. I'm still like, I watch other like drum instructor video YouTube channels and I go, I can't play that part that guy's playing. That's really hard, you know, or that guy's better than me. Mm -hmm. And I go, man, I, you know, I feel that way trying to do putting my drumming as more of like a, you know, a drummer's drummer versus a guy that's in a band drummer out there in the world, you know? So everyone is going to feel that way. You're always going to feel like I'm not good enough. There's somebody better. That's not the point. The point is, you're going to find the people that connect with your style and with what you're teaching. And you only have to know more than a certain segment of people. You just have to stay (laughs) ahead of those people. And that happens to me, you know, quite often in what I do with the music lesson world, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I went from not knowing anything about live streaming to being able to teach everybody else who listens to my podcast or whatever about live streaming in a course of a couple of weeks. And really, it's just because I decided I'm going to sit and watch a bunch of YouTube videos and learn how this works. And most other people won't do that. Right. So, you know, Matt Damon in, uh, yeah, what was the movie Catch Me If You Can, where Matt Damon is impersonating? Uh Uh-huh. And they ask him, they go, how did you teach a semester of like, you know, it was some philosophy class or something, but, you know, at a university. And he's like, I just had to read the chapter the day before I taught it to everyone else. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Just get ahead. Just get ahead and and say I'm I'm in it. I'm ready to do this. Danny, this has been such a fun fun conversation. I want to oh, make awesome. sure Thank you so that much. yeah, I want to make sure that everybody who is listening has the ability to check out what you're up to online. So if you could uh, share a few of the links, I will definitely share those in the show notes as well, but if they sure. can hear them from your voice, then yeah, so much no the better. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if anyone's, you know, uh, kind of in the music lesson world or anything like that, uh, the podcast is um, Music Lesson Business Academy. You can find it on iTunes and it should come up on pretty much every, um, you know, podcast app that you might have on your phone, like uh, Overcast or any of those. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's probably, um, you know, the best place to find me. 
Um, if you want to, you know, just kind of see what the school is all about, it's the musicfactoryoc.com. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to watch a drum live stream, it's just Danny Thompson on Facebook. Nice, nice. Yeah, I will <laughs> definitely have those in the show notes. And Danny, thank you again so, so much for coming Thanks, on the Jamie. podcast. Oh, I really appreciate it. I, I, it was a real, real pleasure. Thank you so much.